Blog Talk Radio. Have you seen those truffles that sit on the table over there? They're made with sugar and spice and everything nice. No, no, no. They're made with the goodness and sweetness of all things natural. From cacao to agave to herbs you never heard from distant, distant lands that helps the body and bring the body in balance with itself. Have you ever had that experience? If you would like an orgasmic experience, try the truffle, organic, that are vegan and kosher friendly, created by Dr. D. Run out and get it today. Dr. D. Uh, A.K.A. as Dr. Cicely D'Angelo. Try them. Go on her page and order a truffle alchemy experience. All right, people. I'm trying to make sure that I can hear. I hear you in the background. And let me see something. I'm going to test something out, test my theory um, of being live. I want to go. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Let's do this. Two minutes and two seconds. Let's play. Okay. Welcome to Food Alchemy Network and you taking the time to relax with us. I want to wish you a blazing, blissful, wonderful time of return. I want to show you my appreciation from my heart for you taking the time out of your day. And keeping me company on this reign of knowledge of to the other galactic, to the other side of the universe. Thank you for being part of Food Alchemy Network. Food Alchemy Network thanks you and the guests. I thank you for allowing me to sit in the seat and accompany you and share your source of information and giving it your most highest, supreme understanding, understanding, overstanding, and all of that above. So thank you, my illustrious guests. Food alchemy would not be anything without you, my audience. Stay tuned, come back, and we hope to show you a rocking good time on Food Alchemy Network. All right, everybody, welcome to Food Alchemy. I am Dr. D, a.k.a. Food Alchemist. She's bringing it live and in charge on this glorious, glorious, glorious Monday. I want out there everybody to know that Monday is not just a day of going to work and being gloom, but Monday is a day to be charged and celebrate and make new things come alive. So with that, trying to get our body, mind, and soul and spirit around, I got no other than Mr. Anthony Jerome of Body Mind Body. Let me mind body fitness of San Diego. Sorry, 
Mind, Body, Fitness of San Diego. She was introduced to me by a wonderful young lady that I just met in the San Diego area. And when I'm talking about healing, we're not just talking about healing, spiritual, but physical healing he works on. And yoga, I mean, it's so much stuff that goes in this energetic healing of medicine that I've been telling you about, that I'm so excited that I have somebody that understands the energy and works with it on another level um, on a call. And he does this to you for you guys. And he actually does a session with you as well and also do group settings. So, I mean, can you say, I want my healing now? If you really want your healing now, I want you to dive deep. I want you to get a pencil, paper, tape recorder, whatever. Don't stop in the traffic now. Got to be be real with this. So there's a part one we're doing on Block Talk, and then we're going to zoom on over to Zoom Zoom, and then we're going to do a live video so some people can call in and have some wonderful stories they want to share. That would be great. I'm looking forward to that. So without further ado, my lovely people, we're going to bring in my illustrious guest, Mr. Anthony Jerome. Yay! <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> can, can you hear How Thank you, you for all of that. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Enjoying the day. Yeah. That's it. Thank you for bringing me on. I like to just say it's always an honor to to when someone asks me to come and, and and talk or just to share because um you know I, I had a I have a feeling like there's so much that I want to share and then in the in the beginning I always had the feeling like well who wants to hear what I have to say right. <laughs> So I'm always an honor, and I keep that a little bit. I don't really feel that anymore, like, who wants to hear what I have to say, but I feel I keep the feeling of being honored, like, wow, you're taking the time. And anybody else who's listening to this, taking the time to to to, to listen and, and, and hear what, what I have to share. So, hmm. Do you have any questions for me? Okay, I have a question for you. I have a quick question. I know you got you got you got the right answer. Who is Anthony Jerome? That's that's the major question. We want to know like who are you? Okay, okay. So, um, so I'm Anthony Jerome. Full name is Anthony Jerome Gross. I've been raised by my middle name, but um, started going by Anthony Jerome just just a little while ago, a couple years ago. But really. Um, who am I? That's a you know that's a big question. Mm. I, I want to get right into it. I don't know how long we have, so I'm gonna get right into answering that question in a way that creates healing. Who who am I? And yes. So who am I? Originally, accordingly, everybody should be asking this question: Who am I? And. There's only one part of you that can be said that that is who you are, 100% true with a capital T, and that is a part of you. That part of you, everybody has to know what it is. 
to know what it is is not like a, a knowledge that you acquire. It's something that you notice. You can come to notice and be aware of it in the moment. And it's important because when you know that part of a, when you know that part of you, it's um, all the all the feelings of doubt and fear start to fade away. And if you can know it and feel it deeply, then the subconscious fears and subconscious doubts and limitations fade away as well because they're not true related to who you are. And that means if those are resolved, those are released and fade away on the subconscious and unconscious level, that means the physical body transforms and, um, and, and gets elevated to represent the truth of your being, your wholeness of your being. So who am I? So there's this part of us mm-hmm. right here. There's a part of me right here that's aware of this moment. I'm talking on Blog Talk Radio with Dr. D. You might be listening to me. People out there might be listening, um, doing whatever they're doing. they got their surroundings. And you can feel your surroundings. There's that experience. But there's a part of me that existed before this, this moment here. A half an hour ago, I was with a client <clears throat> doing some fitness training and energy healing. I was with a client, and I was having that experience. And then, and then uh, earlier today, I was with another client, all different experiences. But yet there was a part of me that was aware that was having that experience. And so you, Dr. D, you're here listening to me now. You're engaged. You're running this, uh, you know, you're guiding this program. But earlier in the day, you were doing something else, having a different experience. That part of us that is aware that we're having the experience does not change from one experience to another. So everything else changes, my feelings, my thoughts, the words that I'm saying, the context, the feelings in the body. All of those things change except for that which is aware that I'm having the experience. And if I really acknowledge that for a moment, Acknowledge that there's an experience that we're having kinesthetically, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but at the same time, there's a part of us that's aware that is watching us, it's watching the experience, aware that we're having experience, and open to that and feel what that feels like. If you allow that right now, if you're really honest, you can feel a part of you relax. Can you feel that? You notice that? Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. I get and you. so I get you. Yeah, yeah. So that part is that part that is witnessing the experience is is who who I am. And so um, at the root, that is who I am. So when I was born, all the way I can go all the way back to when I was born. I was having that experience as a baby, had a different body, you know, different mental makeup, different mind. Feelings and emotions were different. The focus and the goal was different. The vision was different. But yet, there was still a part of me aware that I existed and aware of the experience. And that part of me is still here today. And it was there throughout my childhood. It's going to be there when I get 80, 90, 100 years old. And same with you. And that part never changes. It doesn't wax and wane. No one can take that away from you. No one can give you more of that. It's untouched. By any feeling or emotion, that means, or any experience of the body or a state of consciousness, especially wealth. And they have the saying in the Bhagavad Gita in the Hindu tradition, they're saying that I was raised in, saying that 
Um, fire can't burn it. Water can't wet it. Mm. Uh, it does not die. And it exists from one lifetime to another. And it exists at all moments of life. It is untouched by the deepest, deepest sadness. You can be in the deepest depression, can't see your way out of it, but there's a part of you that's aware that you are depressed. And so if there's an awareness that you are depressed, then there's that part of you that allows you to be aware is also present. That means that source of awareness is consciousness. And so just acknowledge that in the moment. You don't even have to try to beat the depression or try to get over it. Just be aware of it and then notice what that feels like. And you can feel a you'll feel a light shift, you'll feel a little ease come in in the moment. And so that is is who I am. That is the real I. And and so I wanted to share that because that's one of my main teachings is you are that awareness. Not even having to give it a name. Now, if I gave it a name, if I said, okay, you are divine, then you're going to associate all the activities with being divine with that, and then you got to get there, you know, if you're not there, and there's parts of you that don't feel divine and all of that. I'm saying no matter if you feel mm-hmm. divine or you feel like the, the the worst person in the world and done the, 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 the hardest, had the hardest life, or you live in luxury, no matter what, what is the truth is, just that part of you that is aware that you're having the experience is the truth of your being. Everything else, Dr. D, we, it can be debated and can change moment to moment. And, it, and since that is untouched by anything, but yet imminent everywhere, in all place, all times, all space, that part of you is always safe. That's where your home is. But uh, but I know you asked the question, though, what, you know, how did I come to do the work that I do, the energy healing, the meditation, and uh, and, and all of that. <laughs> I was raised um, in the East Indian philosophy and teachings at a certain time by my mom, um, who was a Reverend, Reverend Marcella Jones, who now we do a, uh, an event called Breakthroughs and Evolutions, live webinar on Zoom. And on Facebook, sometimes doing energy healing, intuitive reading. And we do that free every Friday at 3 o'clock. Um, but my mom, she introduced us to that um, the chanting, the meditation, chanting Om. And we had a, uh, she was following a, a teacher named Satya Sai Baba, who was a world teacher, a master. And um, I'll just I'll just put it out there. I don't know if anybody people are even aware that these type of beings exist. As I come and start, as I talk more, I realize people are not even aware or even doubt that these type of beings exist. He was born already aware of the consciousness that I was speaking about. That you are already that, just born with it. So there was no time when he felt like he was in lack of anything. You know, no time he felt like he was limited. And by being that consciousness, all the powers and energy and love that, it, that, that is possible emanating through a human body is already present. So full awareness of a person's past and experiences and ability to heal appear in more than one places at the, place at the same time for healing and, and um, preventing, preventing catastrophes and 
multiplying food and feeding the homeless, as well as just philanthropic and um, serving humanity to homeless and building homes for women and children and homeless and uh, providing education. So I was raised uh, by my mom, who was following him, who was like a Hindu uh, master. Um, and, and so growing up with his teachings as the backdrop, you would, you would think of probably yoga, the teachings of yoga, uh, the Bhagavad Gita and stuff like that. That had a great influence. And so growing up, I was doing meditation and, and uh, enchanting mantras from a young age. As I would hear these stories of these beings that could do amazing things, like I'm just trying to run track and play football, you know, basketball and stuff. Maybe if I chant a few mantras, I might get a little faster too, you know, throw a juke, you know. <laughs> but, you know, beings of meditating, doing levitation and, and, you know, levitating and, you know, and all of that, saving people's lives from imminent danger. And I'm just trying to run a little track and field. So in the beginning, uh, aware that there are beings who have those abilities and promoting their life like that. You know, I was old enough to believe it, old enough to understand and say, and, and to practice it and, and integrate that into what I was doing. So I felt like I had a benefit. I would take those same principles and use it for visualization of my games, my races as an athlete, and I felt like it improved my performance. And everybody has performance anxiety at some time. So, you know, you, in big races and big games, and you get nervous. So it was a natural thing to resort to those practices that I learned, those sadhanas, they call them spiritual practices, to, to, to use those in my, in my athletics and then later on in my academics. You know, sometimes we go through those phases in college or even in high school feeling, I don't know if I can do this, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, you know, overwhelmed, and then you resort back to the sadhana, the inner practice. So that's how I grew up with that, with that awareness. And then in college is when I really started to, uh, I moved out on my own and really had the, my own money, my own time. I would just um, uh, look for any, if there were anybody, anybody teaching different things like psychic uh, intuitive readings and clairvoyance and healing. So I started taking courses and getting certified in those trainings while I was in college. I was in college running track and playing football. And I figured if, if these things work, it's going to show up in my, in my athletics. <laughs> and that was my training ground, you know. Um, so I was doing energy healing. And when I was at practice, you know, if somebody had a sprained ankle, a pulled hamstring, a strained muscle, and I'd come over there and say, let Jerome work it. He does a little something with his hands, and I'd work on them, do some energy work. And they feel a little better. They feel better. Sometimes not all the way, but they'd feel better than when they started after coming from that training room from the therapist in there. And, and I just started mm-hmm. just practicing. And then also I took a hypnotherapy while I was in college. And I think that was some of the best money spent while I was in college. I mean, I took they, – they should – one of the one of the things I felt strongly about, I started to develop my a part of my mission when I was in college was that I was offended 
I don't know the word offended, but I felt some way about it that here it is, people spending so much money going to school, so much time going to school, college, and become a doctor. And they don't even know these simple things of how to take care of their mind, you know, how the mind gets conditioned, how to recondition themselves out of fear and limitations and doubt, you know, anxiety and stress. And so it's part of my mission to, like, that became part of my mission to, like, say this needs to be in school. You know, by the time a person finishes their general ed at least in college or in high school, they should know that at least these things exist. And um, and that has just grown ever since. And even up till now, of course, with the COVID-19, this COVID, this COVID virus and the injustice we're seeing and really pronounced by George Floyd and the injustices that we're seeing, you know, amongst brown people of color, black people, you know, brothers and sisters, the need to overcome limiting beliefs is huge. The ability to heal the body by our consciousness is huge, and it's our birthright. You know, did you know humans, man is the only human, human, men and women are the only beings on the planet that can sit down and say right now, by my intention, I'm going to boost my immunity so I don't get sick. No other, no other animal can really do that. No animals will do that. No other animal can sit down, sit down intentionally and say, you know what, I'm going to overcome my fear and recondition that and sit down and be able to do that in a session. And, and so that's our, I think that's, that's, that's our, almost our birthright, our right to know that. And, uh, you know, otherwise we, then we get, we're just being led by sheep, by our experiences that are being, you know, some people believe in controlled by mass media, people in power, or financial gain and all that stuff, you know, when I go into that. But anyway, that's how I grew up. And along the way, I had several um, realizing, self-realizing experiences, you know, awakenings. Um, and that's what's needed. You know, when you do these practices, they just transform you, you know, transform you. And it's important, like, I was thinking, man, you know, these people that, let's say, they're racist or let's say they take advantage of the economic system and, you know, harming other people, slave wages, you know, or people not paying them what they deserve. It's impossible to be like that, man, when you, when you have the real felt sense of oneness and connectedness with everybody, with all life, you know. It's, it's, it'd be, it's impossible. And to do that is... You feel it as if you let yourself down because it's a part of you. You know, it hurts you. So that's one right. of my missions is to share this ability to, to work with ourselves through energy healing, um, meditation practices, and um, an inner process of transformation, how to shift out of limiting perceptions. So I've been doing that ever since college. And it's a it's a, has affected and influenced all areas of my life as a parent, raising my kids, understanding how their minds are conditioned. You know, as a child, you know, you can't reason with them. People think you're trying to reason with their kids. 
you can still create the environment that promotes the the thoughts of harmony and balance and health and well-being. But, of course, you have parents that overcome their limiting perceptions and and habits, too, and what they bring in. But it is affected affected and positively affected my my parenting abilities and as well as uh, my work as a physical education teacher. I was my major fitness and training, teaching, coaching. So I was a coach and a PE teacher, so taught in the classroom. So my it affected how I ran my class and introducing. If we're talking about fitness, talking about wellness, I'm going to include yoga, meditation, guided relaxation. I didn't call it meditation right away. I called it guided relaxation because, of course, you know, in the in the public schools, they get kind of funny about that. But you can kind of call it a mind mm-hmm. walk or a guided relaxation. Yoga became more and more acceptable, stretching, breathing, and stuff. And uh, sometimes they would come to me and say, Jerome, you know, Jerome, I, I, I tw- twisted my ankle, you know, or I hurt my knee, or I have a headache. Little second grade, I have a stomachache. So they come over to me, and I work on them real quick, tune into their energy system and clear it up. You know, boom, boom, so how do you feel now? Oh, I feel better. And they don't even think nothing of it. They'll go out, run, and play. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so, and so, I get to do that. And then, by the time they were in sixth grade, at this one school, by the time they were in sixth grade, they was aware of that. And then they'd ask a little question here, where I just look for teachable moments, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's just on that level. And then you have yeah. the food and the diet that affects the mind too. But mm-hmm. you know, you can, <laughs> yeah. It's all it's all intertwined. You can start anywhere on there. If you start with the diet, it's going to affect the mind. You can start with the mind, it start to affect your diet too. It'll start to affect the food you're choosing to eat. Make you aware of that, you know. So yeah, that's that's how I just grew up. It affected my school, affected my training. Um, yeah, you have any? I'm going on and on. I don't know if I got off topic. <laughs> no, this is you know it's about explaining your system, your program, how you got into it. It's about introducing people because people come from all different sides and walks of life, and everybody wants to be able to understand. You know, so um, yeah. you said you had a college background. Some people um, are lucky to be born into this, like yourself. Some people are not. They're just now discovering. Um, yeah. I know that I like the fact that your school's doing this because they're starting to realize there's no reason for detention but or cutting their recess, but instead of doing detention, they're doing meditation or quiet time is what they're calling it. Quiet time. That's great. I saw that. That's beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. it's called integrating in the school slowly but surely so it's a way of thinking and a way of training their mind. And for them to be at that level, um, with a little girl, I love this little video. It's this little girl and there's meditation music and her brother and everybody's doing meditation. And she's got this yellow little dress and pants and she's just moving her head and it's so cute. And her eyes are closed and she's feeling the meditation. She's <laughs> she, she brings such joy, 
to see someone go down. She couldn't have been no more than three. And she was in pain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. for me, for me, that is beautiful to see it integrated and smooth in that atmosphere of quiet of the mind or science of the mind and going in and helping them balance where they're not using violence. Like, what did you learn during your meditation um, when the kids are no longer being punished by detention and so forth? It changed their mind and their pattern. So they start thinking outside the box and like, is this really doing anything by me putting his hands or screaming or yelling or this behavior? What is it doing to me? Not only is it affecting my teacher, but it's affecting me. And not only in the physical physical realm, right here am I not feeling it, but it also in the future is it my action. But if I go within and meditate and talk to my, my um, subconscious self and get me to be consciously aware of my behavior, then my behavior will change. Yeah, they, they you know if you if you so, can get that by the time they finish school, yeah that then we're talking about an evolution of humanity out of this uh, the situation that we're in right now. Yeah, I, I right. believe what you was what you said. So, that's 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 the key to me. That's the front line. That's like the front line. Yeah. In the world. Mm-hmm. Start a mother young for conflict. Okay, instead of you sitting sitting down at a peace table. Um, I, I understand. I like the talking stick. While someone, I was in a group, while someone is in a group and we're sitting down talking, while the person has a talking stick, nobody else is able to talk. Everybody is still listening. And it yep. took a yep. while of adults to even learn that behavior. So could you imagine if you start them young? Because, you know, their, their minds are going, their little minds are going, but if you start them young, if you have to stick, then you can talk. But if you don't have that stick, if you don't have that stick, then you cannot talk. So the reason I did that was background um, noise. They can't talk. So I was in a group with a bunch of adults that were talking and they were rushing, rushing. They even had to relearn that behavior coming. And these are people that do meditations and all kinds of holistic healing. But for them to get that sick and the girl says, I'm going to give you this sick, and with this sick comes power. And when you have it in your hand, you can speak. And the rules of an engagement is you're going to speak with respect and understanding and kindness but you can get your point across without being violent. Um, and it's passed around, and then each person talks. And then they said, well, is there anybody else? You know, when it comes back, you have to say something else. Well, they raise their hand and say, they say what they have to say. That was difficult for some adults, but when you train them while they're young, in the house, like, if you have the talking stick, you can talk. You know, and then they that becomes a habit, and then they share with their other things. It's about developing the mind while they're young. While we get them while they're young and they're developing, these are skills that they can take on into the world and be better balanced. Uh, young people, teenagers, and young adults. 
because then they have something, you know, structural to a foundation structure to back on. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That, that, so, that, I, I like so, that. Yeah. But um, you ever hear of Omega Institute? I've heard of that, but you have to refresh. I, I forgot what they do, but I've heard of that. They have a whole bunch of people like Rita Fua, Deepak Chola, um, Dr. Drew Wells, Anders, um, all these different people that come that give these holistic speaks and some people say new age, metaphysical, whatever it's called, something for healing and holistic, self-heal, self-toy, yoga, all kinds of things. They have a platform that people just really want to get in and get their speeches and talk and teach these classes and just really get a better understanding. Um, some of the teachers, she said when I asked her um, years ago, like, when your foundation, how is this coming together? She said um, they actually had to sit down and explain to somebody because you have so much energy, you know. When you learn something and you're like, you want to go, 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 it's, the energy is like rapid. You want to share with everybody that sometimes we have a tendency to um, overtake other people with our excitement, not meaning to because we want to share. So every time it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So she said mm-hmm. they had to find a way to talk. And then she remembered a talking stick. So that's what she did to summon guests. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to speak in this meeting, in a business meeting. Could you imagine this stick? And they're, like, looking at the stick like, why is the stick here? This stick. This is the person that holds the power that talks. <laughs> they get to talk. And that became a thing where they got to a point they didn't even need that. They would just, okay, this person is talking. So they didn't even use a talking stick. It could have been a little statue. So the statue sits in front of somebody on a video, and they're talking. And they say their piece, and then they pass it around and find out who else wants to speak. And they raise their hand, and then it goes down to that person, and that person speaks. So I thought that was wonderful, not only the talking stick, but to implement and to make it a point of, you know, just being able to communicate on a healthy level without yelling and screaming. Because if you can show that, like I said, you show that to the children and that's what they know, they become, they, they're in that, I, I like to say, they're in that frequency of being able to communicate. Um, and especially when you're doing guided meditation with them while they're young. Um, I'm thinking, like, I would like to see, like, kids, younger kids, three and four, doing yoga, but also doing meditation and being still in their mm-hmm. mind because we're so, we're such a fast food, fast, I, I say, a microwave society, everything's got to go, 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 instead of relaxing, take a breath and appreciate, look around, look to the right, look to the left, Look up, look down, look, you know, front, back. Taking your whole environment and actually, I know this is what's answer it, actually taste it. And, I mean, taste meaning your, your senses become alive. Not only your eyes, your ears, even your tongue, you're tasting the essence of that, yeah, yeah. of that experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. yes, I feel, I feel that. <laughs> And I feel at the younger age, it, it, it's um. So I have this. I just want to apologize for the airplanes going across. I don't realize the airplanes at the park where I'm at. <laughs> but 
at a younger age, um, it requires the, the, the parents or the adults to to create the vibration, the frequency for the kids is just to, to abide in. You see, because really, when they are acting out, really they just, that's their, their wanting acknowledgement, wanting to be appreciated, wanting to be seen, wanting to be heard, not feeling safe, and trying to be safe, trying to create some safety for themselves. Um, and that's where I come. So in, in, in a lot of people, I feel especially adults, don't know how to communicate that outside of words because you have little children. All of that, those behaviors, mm-hmm. they, that starts, that starts um, when they're children, like when they are, you know, just coming out of the womb. They're already soaking up information by their, and yep. so parents have to have to um, embody that vibrational frequency themselves. I give you an example, um, and the implications of it, you can just see it. Is that one time when I took my kids to this fair over here called the Del Mar Fair. And it's a huge San Diego fair. And um, they have all kind of rides there and everything. So we, at the time I was married, we, we uh, took the kids there. I have twin boys and I have a daughter. My sons were twin, my twin sons, they were around three. And we had to go. I, first of all, I ran out of money. And then we had to go. And uh, so we're leaving, get back to the house before the traffic, you know, before it ends and all the traffic be stuck. But one of them was, crying because he wanted to go on the slide one more time. You can just hear, I want to go on the slide. I want to go on the slide. And he starts arcing his back and just doing his thing. <laughs> and just all around this stuff. I said, no, we can't. We, we got to go. We got to go. You know, we got to go. But he didn't, you know, at that age, they can't intellectualize, okay, dad don't have enough money. Mom don't got enough money. We're trying to beat the traffic so we're not sitting in traffic two hours trying to get out of the place. They can't intellectualize. Mm-hmm. So here he has this inner conflict, how to communicate that. Now, mm-hmm. an adult, can you can reason with. You know, at a certain age, you could even reason with, right? But three years old, you can't reason mm-hmm. with that. So it, it depends on your energy, your vibration. So, and, mm-hmm. you know, through our trial and error, you know, you know, they, you, know you don't start, you try to bribe them. You know, as we do our own self, we do our own selves. Okay, if you stop crying, you can have a pop, auto pop when you get to the car, you know. <laughs> do all that stuff, you know. Look, he don't want no auto pop. I don't want it. He threw it down. I don't want the auto pop. You know, he said, I want to go on the slide. And then he just keep on going. We're talking to him. He's not listening. You know, arguing his back. And his mom starts yelling. And mom says, you know, says that the famous word, you don't stop yelling. Nobody's going anywhere. And we just, I said, oh, no, now he's going to be here. We're sitting in the car five, <laughs> ten minutes passing by. He's arguing, screaming. So, um, okay, so I, I have this te- this practice, and I don't even know why I didn't do it in the first place, but this was, you know, they're 17 now. My kids are old. They're getting old. They're going to be 18 in a couple, a few months. But so he was like three then, and so he, so I take him out of the car, get some air, you know. He's still in the car seat. He's still at the age where he's in the car seat. He strapped him in, and so he's crying, tears in his eyes. He's trying to give him something. He don't want anything. He wants to go back to the slide. So I, I just kind of sit next to him, 
and I just kind of tune in energetically and feel where he's at without, and just be in that place without judgment at that time and just accept that is where he's at and acknowledge that and put my hand on him, letting him know that I'm here. And then I tune in energetically and I just say hello to him, not with words, but just hello to him so I can feel his energy acknowledge me there. And then I ask him, and when that felt right, how do you want me to, I mean, how do, how do you, how are you seeing the world? It's okay to let, to let me see how you see the world. And I asked it like that because I didn't want to force the energy. Like, because usually because we're adults and they're kids, we try to force our will on them, you know, because we can. But that's what everybody does to everybody, and that's why we live in a society like this. And so I just said, is it okay if I can see the world from your point of view? So energetically, when I got and I felt the okay, I slipped in, and I can see the world from his eyes, you know. And I can I can't I can't totally remember what I, what he saw what I saw then, but you know I can see it, and I can see from his point of view. Of course he's going to feel that way. He can't, he can't reason anything different. And so I, it was like an, a deeper understanding. That opened a compassion within me not to feel like he needed to be anything different because he can't at that moment. And with that acknowledgement, then I asked energetically, it's all inside my mind. You know, he's still going, you know, doing his thing. And I just said, how do you want me to be with you in this way? And I just got the energetic frequency of that, and it was something, you know, to the effect of, um, to, you know, to be acknowledged. And um, I can't totally remember, but I know it's something around being acknowledged and um, and supported and in his in his dreams and what he wants. And mm-hmm. and so I could energetically do that for him. So I could just sit. And I just opened up and just bent and be in the energetic frequency of acknowledgement and support. His way of being. And would you know that boy calmed down. He stopped crying. He stopped crying. Energy totally changed. As soon as I embodied the energy that he needed in that way, without force, without over-controlling, without overwilling, um, without um, bribing, and definitely without consequences, you know, trying to create these consequences. Energetically, a deep felt sense on the inner level of this consciousness. He felt an acknowledgement and support and okay. And that's what shifted him. That was one of the main times I remember this uh that that this communication is when they, when they say communication is, is nonverbal, then you know, that was a real time experience. Okay, and it's necessary to be able to communicate on that level because not everybody's going to hear you, even if they're, you know, adults. They're not going to hear you, your words. They got to feel a shift. They got to become self-aware of a shift inside of them. And so that is that's the healing that has to happen in, 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 in everybody. I say the youth, but in everybody. And 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 so being able to create that vibration, it really shaped my understanding. It really shaped working with youth, and also creating a shift in healing, um, even in the transformational hypnotherapy stuff I do with adults and energy healing and stuff, is that um, you can create that atmosphere. So if energetically you can open up and to the 
the download of the vibrational frequency creates that felt sense of nurturing and support and healing for the youth. They're going to start to be calm. But this is not by words, you know. You know, words help. You know, music helps, the type of music, the, how we respond, our own our own um, mastering and rewiring our own fight-or-flight response instead of when things go wrong, we're cursing already, you know what I mean? And when things go wrong, the body gets tight and restricted and we act out of, 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 of in, the, in the way of anxiety and then start forcing our will to make things the way we think they want but being able to listen instead of uh, that fight or flight, but to relax and open to grace and see how spirit wants us to move in alignment and harmony with, you know, truth and, and love, right action, peace, and nonviolence. Um, you know, the, I think that's, that's what's needed, to be able to become aware of that, of that level of, of inner transformation. That no, I want to mention that that same process is called I call it the guided focusing. It's a it's a tool I learned from this psychologist, the internationally known psychologist named Eugene Ginland. But you know he applies it in real time, you know, with the person one on one, and it's a, it's a little bit different. Uh, um, but this practice even works uh, on the quantum level, like with your with your spouse, with your, your your partner's business or, or work, employees, say meditation, say hello, how are you seeing the world? What is it? Um, how do you want me to be with you? An opening. And that creates the, the vibration, the shift, um, and, and better communication better uh, felt sense of uh, being understood. And, uh, yeah, yeah, on the quantum level, on the quantum level, yeah. Really what happens is acceptance and acknowledgement, non-judgment, and and, and listening and inner listening. And I think most healing, that's how that happens, you know, and acceptance whether you're talking about healing the physical body uh, from pain and, and illness, chronic stress, to uh, healing resentment and sadness and fear. you got to go all the way, all the way down to the core of that part of us that feels the pain. And even if you don't use those words, you have to be with it without judgment. Accepting and 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 feeling what it really really wants, because usually all of those, all of the 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 feelings of anger, greed, uh, what do you call it? All of those things we're not supposed to feel. You know, (laughs) they say we're not supposed to feel all of those. At the core of them, at deepest place, they all have to do with love and feeling safe, acknowledged. And good enough, you know, and all of that's what they all about. All of them, whether it be lust, uh, just feel good enough, alive, be nurtured, 
That's all that it is. I mean, you got to go all the way down to it, all the way down to the core. The inner child is yearning for that. And listen, and, and then open. And not to say that we have to even act, but just be with it and just open to presence. And, and just being in that place invokes grace, the divine presence, for the healing of that part of us. Yeah, I would like to do that process uh, for every for everybody here. Uh, yeah, and just to see if they can get a shift, we can do it. Especially if we do it on the Zoom call, uh, we do it. In, uh, we are. Time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are. That was that was the next step. <laughs> see? Yeah. We got um. We got a, a beautiful nine minutes to go. Mm-hmm. So okay. Um. What I want to do real quick is I want you to tell people about yourself, um, where they can find your information, in case they're just listening in their car, because um, for you guys don't know that this is going to be paid on Spotify, it's going to be uploaded and also on iTunes, and something called CastBox, I just found out. Like I said, I'm just finding out Food Alchemy Network is being played all over the place, I didn't even know. Uh, and I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. That's good. <laughs> I'm yeah. not complaining. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Um. So, and um. Also, okay. just um tell them about you. Go go on where they can tell them your website, where they can find your information, where they can get in touch with you, all that beautiful stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, my website is uh, Mind Body Fit. SD.com, uh, mindbodyfitsd.com. And when you go there, um, you'll see on there that I, I'm on Facebook. There's a little link to the Facebook, on Instagram. And um, on Facebook, um, you can become part of my group called Enlightened Ways of Being, Energetics and Meditation with Jerome. You link to that. And and uh, on Fridays, well, actually, as, as many times as they can, but regularly on Fridays, I have a Breakthroughs and Evolutions event called Breakthroughs and Evolutions Live Webinar. And we do, uh, myself and my mom, uh, people put in the comment section or they'll say what it is they want to work on. Let's say they have chronic back pain, neck pain, or they're going through some uh, relationship challenges or loss. In, in transition, there's a lot of anxiety going on. They'll just say what it is they're going through, and we'll work on them energetically. Um, I'll guide them through that inner process of transformation, like I was mentioning I did with my youth when they, when they were young, something similar to that, if not that very same one, that inner process of transformation, um, breathing, uh, lead a meditation, and to get a, a shift. It's called Breakthroughs and Evolutions, 3 o'clock every Friday, and that's free. And you can find that on my website. It's on the, in, the, in the section where it says ongoing events. You can find that there. Um, also, I do hypnotherapy, hypnosis, everything having to do with the mind. I, I know that I've probably done it. Just from past life regression to working with spirit guides to um, just overcoming fear of crossing bridges. Um, people get in a car accident, for instance, or they have fear of they get a car accident and they're scared to drive, you know, but they got to drive if they want to go to work. And so 
know, real sort of life things. And um, using hypnotherapy and energy healing, intuitive reading for a variety of things. Also a fitness trainer. But you'll see all of that on there. Anybody that's listening to this, I'll give you a free mini session. A free mini session. You can go to my website and um, and um, my number, my no, phone number is right on there. Or you can click on the ongoing events, and you'll see me uh, see that that event on Friday, and also a, a place to leave your contact information and demonstration, video demonstration. Leave your contact information and uh, and shoot me a text, or you could even call me. Mind Body Fit SD is where you can find me. All right. And that's it. Sounds lovely. We're going to be on yeah. in Zoom and two minutes after seven. This is for Pacific time for all your California. 10.02 for your eastern part of the country, folks. <laughs> If you come on I'm trying to see if I can do some healing on anybody that comes on. If they okay. are you, is the Zoom gonna also be work. played on Facebook? Is it gonna be on a Facebook live at the uh, same time? You know what? You, you, now you now you're trying to really push me. I mean, how many screens do you want a girl to open? <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean if you want to work on anybody yeah. watching, um, what I can what I can do is, oh, okay, it just went off. Um, one of my videos, because I, I am going to put that in Facebook. What I can do is, um, since I don't have to call in on my phone, I can shoot it from Facebook from my phone live um, in my group. I have, um, it's called um, Alchemy Divine Magic Group. So this okay. will give them a little, uh, they can being live at the same time, or yeah, I probably yeah. should really shoot it from Dr. Cicely D'Angelo page. Um, that's Dr. D. So, Dr. Cicely D'Angelo, you guys can actually go there and um, actually listen as well and do a session. So anybody wants to call in, um, I know I'm going to have somebody who already knows somebody that um, said they want to call in as well. Um, so I'm going to see what I can do for them. And if they call me on my phone, I'll just click them on right on in. So whoever wants to be mm-hmm. worked on, you know, come on and give us a try. Um, yeah. And it's like I said, the Zoom will be recorded, and that's going to be placed on YouTube afterwards, this part two. So you want to be part of this as well. So for you uh, out there, ladies assistant. and gentlemen, I, mm-hmm. I want to say for everybody out there, we're about to do this live in four minutes, four minutes, four minutes. So um, what you want to do, I'm going to go ahead and put the Zoom meeting um, in Facebook now. Uh, 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 let me copy this. Um, all right, what I'm going to do is copy this. So what I'm going to do is we're going to close out with everybody now. Um, saying nine seconds letting you know what you got to do. So I'm going to say, I'm going to close out. We're going We're to the galaxy, y'all. Yes. 
C-E-F-I-L-Y. Hold on. Okay, it's Dr. Cicely D'Angelo, Ph.D. Wait, it's Dr. Cicely D'Angelo. C-E-F-I-L-Y D'Angelo D-E-A-N-G-E-L-O. Okay. So we're going to roll this out. We're going to play from the beginning. C-E-F-I-L-Y. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome. The Food Alchemy Network and you taking the time to relax with us. I want to wish you a blazing, blissful, wonderful time of return. I want to show you my appreciation from my heart for you taking the time out of your day and keeping me company on this Reign of knowledge of to the other galactic to the other side of the universe. Thank you for being part of Food Alchemy Network. Food Alchemy Network thanks you and the guests. I thank you for allowing me to sit in the seat and accompany you and share your source of information and giving it your most highest supreme understanding, understanding, overstanding, and all of that above. So thank you, my illustrious guest. Food alchemy would not be anything without you, my audience. Stay tuned, come back, and we hope to show you a rocking good time on Food Alchemy Network. If you choose or you think you know something or know someone that would be perfect for Food Alchemy Network, don't be afraid to get in touch with Dr. Cicely D'Angelo and we'll take up that information as a suggestion. Blessings to all and blissful meaning and blazing stars from my galaxy to the comet that flies in the sky. 